What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, July 6th. Here's what you missed while you were out dodging the news. Did you have yourself a good holiday weekend? Hopefully so. And hopefully you didn't end up in any public situations with the maskless hordes. But if you think America is moving a bit too fast to reopen, maybe you haven't heard about Super Saturday in the UK. See, that's when the government lifted their restrictions on hospitality, including restaurants and bars. Quote, England has 37,500 pubs, which furloughed 90% of their workers through a government relief program, the country's beer and pub association calculated. This will be a different bar experience, though. People won't be able to congregate at the actual bar, so table service will be the norm. You'll also have to register with your info upon entering in case you need to be contacted later about a virus outbreak. Background music will be quieter so that patrons don't have to shout to talk to one another. And this part is interesting. The wearing of face masks by staff or patrons is optional. Bottom line, quote, let's not blow this, said Prime Minister Boris Johnson, end quote. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say you blew it already. The UK is in third place for most Rona-related deaths in the world, so yeah, Maybe not the best move, but let's just watch and see what happens in the next week or so. On Friday night, right before the start of the weekend, the owner of the NFL's Washington-based football team announced that after years of challenges and debate, they would be conducting a thorough review of their team name, the Redskins. Obviously, a play on many different stereotypical names for Native Americans. Other teams in the past have already dumped their versions. I remember growing up with the Syracuse Orange Men, who now just go by Syracuse Orange, whatever that means. The Cleveland Indians, who last year retired their chief Wahoo logo have also announced that they're going to review their team name. And I'm guessing this year is going to be different. See, there's protests over racial issues that are still continuing throughout the country. And now brands are starting to throw their money behind the changes because honestly, that's the only way to actually affect change in this country. Quote, FedEx, which paid $205 million for the naming rights to Washington Stadium in 99, made it clear last week that it wants the team to change its name. And on Thursday, Nike appeared to pull all Redskins gear from its online store. Those moves come after 87 investors and shareholders representing $620 billion in assets called on FedEx, Nike, and PepsiCo to cut ties to the team unless Dan Snyder pursued a name change. Looking ahead, this thing is happening. Washington is expected to change its name before kickoff in September, Axios reports, end quote. So what are your thoughts on a new name? I've seen a really great idea on Twitter from designer Pete Rogers, the Washington Red Tails. Why Red Tails? See, the name Red Tails celebrates the World War II Tuskegee Airmen, who were the first African-American military aviators in the U.S. Armed Forces, Rogers wrote. The nickname Red Tails comes from their planes, which had a distinct crimson tail. He even mocked up some logos that honestly, I think look pretty sweet. You can check out the album art right now if you're on Spotify or Overcast, or you could check the link in the show notes. I just hope they don't go with something like warriors because that's really not much of a difference. Anywho, love to hear your thoughts. 
So Tesla has gone ahead and done it, becoming the world's most valuable car company. Seriously, this is how weird the stock market is. Remember back last year when Elon was trying to take Tesla private and got in trouble because he was saying he had the financing already on Twitter while not actually having it? He was very upset with the market at the time and hated the idea that Tesla was public. He felt it was undervalued. He called for a $420 stock price buyout. Well, fast forward to today, they never went private. He got in trouble, but the Tesla stock is now worth around $1,320. And Tesla's market cap is now worth around $245 billion. So who do they beat? Well, Toyota, who's currently worth around $200 billion. They just keep beating expectations for numbers on production and delivery. They produced 82,000 cars and delivered 91,000 last quarter. In the middle of a shutdown, Tesla's sales actually only dropped around 5% while GM, Ford, and Toyota saw a 30% drop. But honestly, they still don't come anywhere near to what Toyota is delivering, quote, 368,000. That's the number of cars Tesla delivered last year. Compare that to Toyota's 11 million, 30 times more than Tesla. Annual profit? What Toyota has delivered for years. Tesla has yet to swing one, although they've now been profitable for three quarters in a row, so this might be their first one. So here's what you should understand about the stock market here. Quote, Tesla is a young avocado tree and Toyota is a mature, profitable orange tree. Investors like Tesla's potential and stock prices are all about future growth. After years of quarterly losses, Tesla has delivered three profitable quarters in a row. Plus, it was able to maintain that momentum during an economic crisis and global pandemic. Investors like what they see, so they're buying the stock, hoping for future profit growth, end quote. And now Uber has also done it. Not exactly the same thing, though. So after being left behind at the prom by Grubhub and reportedly also failing to snag a date with DoorDash last year, they gone ahead and finalized their acquisition of Postmates in an all-stock transaction. Uber has been really trying to prop up their Uber Eats business as it quickly becomes the only part of the company actually making any money. Quoting Gizmodo, so what does this mean for both services? Well, for consumers, it doesn't look like much has changed as of right now. In its press release, Uber says it intends to keep the Postmates app alive and running. Bloomberg's report also noted that Postmates CEO Bastian Lehman and his team would stay on to do so. Mostly, it seems like Uber will be merging some of the back-end tech while widening its network of delivery options. The release, for instance, says that delivery people will have more opportunities to earn income referencing batched orders. Honestly, this deal is basically two companies consolidating to survive and and take pot shots at bigger rivals in the same space while doing the bare minimum or less for the small business and gig workers who make these services possible. Finally, a, a new study was released that re-asked the question, just how old are dogs really? That old idea of just multiply by seven doesn't seem to add up anymore. Researchers at UCSD studied the genomes in our furry little friends, and it turns out multiply by seven is way off. When we thought a one-year-old dog would be about seven in human years, it's now looking like a one-year-old dog is more like 30-year-old human. But a four-year-old dog is like a 52-year-old, and after seven years, then aging slows down. Quote, this makes sense when you think about it. After 
after all, a nine-month-old dog can have puppies. So we already knew that the one-to-seven ratio wasn't an accurate measure of age. Lead researcher Trey Itaker said, The researchers studied the genes of 104 Labrador retrievers with an age range of 16 years. Nine- and ten-year-old dogs have an equivalent around 70 years old. What a difference to what was previously thought, though. It's more so in the earlier years. Dogs just mature faster than what we expected. But still, shout out to Brooklyn. She lived her golden years and really was the best dog ever. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. Really quick, I'll go and follow up to the few people that stick around for this part. Uh, I said that story about Hong Kong last week, and it looks like China has already used this law to arrest at least two people. Dissidents preaching out for the democracy and freedom of Hong Kong. Going to be some wild times over there, I'm sure. And the protesting seems to have all but dried up. But we'll keep an eye on what's going on there. And definitely wasn't worth the whole story, but something really weird happened on the weekend. Kanye West announced he was running for president in 2020. I don't know how serious this dude is. Is he really just that much off of his rocker or is he just trying to help Trump win by pulling votes away? I don't know what the guy's really thinking, but no, nobody's voting for Kanye for president. Relax. Speaking of presidents, though, I did start to see new presidential ads lately, and wow, what a difference between those two. I might do a story on that tomorrow, but huge difference between the message that one is bringing. One is straight up fear, fear, fear. The entire world will burn down if you don't vote for me. And the other one is like, hey, let's unite and work on all of this together. I'm sure I don't have to explain which one is saying what, but anyways... We'll see if I uh, bring that down in the story tomorrow. As always, however, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated. Dodge the rest of the guys. Just catch up with Johnny, because I got you with the news.